If you like him so much, why don't you merit him? Octavia sets her sights on convincing the ruling merit lords to help them on their quest. Will they cooperate? Will the lords even grant an audience? Or is the whole crew up a creek? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by war against monsters for 15 years. All you listeners... You are lucky to be hearing anything today, because a certain someone recently received a certain new Animal Crossing game. Indeed. And it was difficult to pry that certain someone away from the screen (laughs) to do this recording. Like 20 minutes ago. So... You're welcome. <laughs> it's actually great because I was also, I uh, had an intro, uh, you know, uh, thing to talk about in my mind, too. And I was going to be like, I got the new Animal Crossing and I already got some more giant red snappers and I got a giant white shark already. And I have uh, not sold my giant white, sh- white shark friends, but have, of course, put him in my house and named him Leonard. And I'm very excited. And I was feeling, I think I was, I was getting some Octavia vibes and... In my island, because I'm not selling any of my fish. I'm just keeping them in my house as my friends. And now I just have, I don't have very much else in my house, but just fish and a big, a big swimming pool with a big shark in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it's a prison of my own doing because I, I bought it for her. <laughs> you did her give it to me. For yes. her birthday. Yes. <laughs> it was great. I was totally not expecting it. It was super unexpected. So I know we're a bit behind the times. Oh, for sure. But hey, better late than never. Mm-hmm. I know. Just been been thinking about these episodes. Actually, as I've been playing, I'm like. So these these might be short because someone <laughs> has to get back and pick cherries. I have or to whatever. pull a vault across the river. I finally met Blathers today. I got a spoilers. I got a pole vault. Uh, just sorry, sorry spoilers for like the second day of Animal Crossing. Um, finally got the pole vault recipe, so I can go explore the rest of my island. Cherries are my native fruit, which I'm very happy about because I, as a human, love cherries. So it's great. I have a wee peninsula that I was able to build my house actually on. I know they're like build somewhere where you have enough room to spread out, and I'm like I'm gonna put my my tent here on this tiny. But it's great. I'm basically in the ocean. It's amazing. And I'm just going to make my, my, my tower, my house really, really tall. I don't know if you can do that. You'll find out. I just want to put each room on top of each other and have this wee tower on this peninsula. And I'm going to be like a little, just a this little flower witch in her really tall cottage in the sea. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely my aesthetic right now. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So that's, that's where we're at. That is that is definitely where we are at. That is where my head is at. Yes, yeah. 
it's fun because um actually like meeting Blathers for the first time he really reminded me of Hammerlock from uh, the Borderlands series and I would love a little a, a little DLC that's a cross Animal Crossing Borderlands um, crossover where they get to do their you know go gather great beasts and create a museum together because they're like they're they're, they're kind of the same character one's a cute owl one's a half robot guy but with a lot more sniper rifles with a lot more sniper rifles they might have some different philosophies as far as the preservation and treatment of things i'm trying to think of two more different franchises well there was that whole like you know all that fun art of like doom and animal crossing because they were coming out the same day pretty close like so that you know that's fun so i feel like it would be plausible now as kind of a more congenial type of thing i mean they're basically i mean borderlands is one of my favorite video games i mean and then also animal crossing is so i mean that appeals to uh, several people yeah no i'm sure the appeal is there just good luck getting uh nintendo and Gearbox? Gearbox to, to talk to each other and be like, yes, we should collab. I, I mean, it would be probably great. be great. I'm sure there would probably be, be a lot of interest in it. I don't know. It just seems like it would be fun. <laughs> I don't know if you just have like a little hammerlock that shows up on your island or if you would or how exactly it would work, but I, ooh, I don't even know. Right? I'd love to see Hammerlock made in like in a little Animal Crossing, you know. Well, you, you could. You I could, could just. Probably I do could that. just turn myself into Hammerlock. You could probably do that. I don't know if you can give yourself robotic arms though. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who and knows? legs. You could make a shirt that looks probably, like a robot arm. Kind of? I don't know. I got the pro design, so I'm finally able to make my own dresses, which I'm very excited about. I know very little about Animal Crossing. I played a little bit of the phone one because oh, yeah, Gwyneth did, camp. and she was like, you should come visit my camp. It doesn't super appeal to me, but I, I get why it appeals to other people. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it wasn't. I thought that we could have more interaction with the like the pocket camp uh visiting each other but basically you could just like show up and look at each other's camp i'm like i want to be able to give you my give you my butterflies and fruits and i couldn't <laughs> as much so uh i planted coconuts today super excited for them to sprout i love planting trees it's probably one of my favorite things so far fishing is okay i like planting things <laughs> i have so many flowers planted <laughs> So you probably probably won't hear from a hear from a particular someone for a couple weeks. We'll be very quiet on social media yeah. except for all of the screenshots of all the other big fishies that I get to catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodness! <laughs> Hope you are okay with this podcast turning into an Animal Crossing Hope to <laughs> podcast. Me, my spouse, and an animal. Me, my spouse, and Isabel. Me, my animal, and a crossing. <laughs> Kind of works. I don't it's know. It's a force, but it would work. Uh, <laughs> my my pun engines aren't running at maximum capacity right now. Pungens, pungens. Oh, that is one of my favorite things is when you catch a fish and they have puns about each fish, like a seahorse, and they're like, "Where is it, sea jockey?" I'm like, "This is amazing. That's... I really appreciate it." Once you read those for like the two hundredth time, you'll probably sure. be like, "Okay, I all know. Right, I at it. least now I'm going to enjoy it." <laughs> I haven't time topped. I don't know even how to do that. You, apparently, you can like speed up time in it. Apparently, maybe I'm not what? sure. I don't know. That's, I like how it's slow. At least right now. Again, it's very calming. In two weeks, Gwyneth might be like, "I need my cedar to be full grown now." <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man. So, yeah, you should have mm-hmm. named your island Moir. I should have. That would have been a much better idea than what I actually named I, it. I like your name. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily trying to. I was. I have been thinking about the podcast a lot as I've been playing, but my 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 character is definitely not Octavia. I mean, Which she's is kind good. of it's supposed to be you. That's me. I'm it's all you as a tiny as a tiny person little round person who, with little ball hands yeah who doesn't get i put um my character in a long sleeve dress along a long a full length long sleeve dress <laughs> and i'm just like just looking at her in this dress on this island makes me sitting on the couch very warm because <laughs> she also has her hair down and knowing me if it's any inkling of summer i'm like all uh. of my hair is up do not wear long sleeved anything. And I'm just like, I think I need to change because just looking at her is making me uncomfortable. She looks really happy. She looks great yeah. still. But There's always a nice breeze going <laughs> There's always now, a nice so. breeze. But I'm just like, oh, looking at that makes me just so uncomfortably warm. <laughs> 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 so, I'm like, mm, probably going to go back to like uh, shorts if I can figure out how to get how, them. How to, how to, how to make them. Yep. <laughs> I still don't know yet. Oh, my gosh. That's the headspace. That's where we're at. Where is in. Me, not as much, because I haven't been playing it. I've been watching her play it. It was actually sad, because I, my birthday was on a work day, um, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I unwrapped the Switch in the evening, um, and then the next day was another work day, um, and so I was like, okay, on my lunch break, you know, I'll... Uh, I'll boot up Animal Crossing. I'll like get it started, but I need to be, you know, I can't just. It's I needed. I need to actually do real work. I can't just like play Animal Crossing all day on a Friday. Um, and so I got it, you know, started up. I named my island, did like the first couple of things, and did what I thought was saving it, but ended up not saving it. So the next day I go to like you know finish the introductory stuff, and it went all the way back to the beginning. And so I had to like redo. I had gotten so attached to that first island. So I had to like redo the whole thing again. Sad days. It was sad days. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. Little Popodoro. But now you've got a nice new now clean I have, island. Now I have my perfect island. Doing, doing good stuff with it. It's my little peninsula hut. It's your little peninsula hut. Jabba's younger brother. <laughs> peninsula the hut. <laughs> I mean, they kind of look. <laughs> geographical of all the huts. They kind of look like peninsulas, kind of. Little gross, like dangle things. <laughs> weird slugs. Oh my gosh. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but speaking of islands mm-hmm. and big oceans and things like that, you find yourself, Octavia, not the cute little me- meeple, whatever. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. What are they called? I don't, I don't know. know. The cute little villager. Yeah. You are a battle-hardened druid who has seen a lot of stuff in the past, like, month? I'm bad at tracking time. Along with a lot of things I'm bad at. (laughs) Tracking time is one of them. Well, it's always kind of a a nebulous "Ah, thing out there. I don't actually know how long has passed since the beginning of this podcast, but probably a, a few, a month or two. Probably a couple months at this point. Probably a couple months. Something We've like had that. several instances where it's been a you know multiple day yeah. travel in between things, and yeah. you know we hand wave some of it, but that would add up. So here you are in the plane of water, standing on the deck of the Riders Mutiny, a pirate ship that had been ferried to this mystical 
other plane through some storm that these pirates can't explain, and they have been searching for a way home ever since. You came to an agreement that they, these pirates, led by Captain Slab Squatthrust, <laughs> would help you get to the Coral Castle, which you believe houses another one of these Dragon Soul artifacts. But in exchange, they need you to lobby the Merit Lords on their behalf to take all of you back to the material plane at the conclusion of whatever is going to happen. And so you had set sail towards the Citadel of Ten Thousand Pearls in the center of the Sea of Light where these Merit Lords live and reside. After a stormy night and a day full of fishing and shenanigans... <laughs> I think you're my best chum bucket. <laughs> Goodness. After, after a seemingly uneventful day and then a stormy night, you wake up to the sound of the crew pointing out that there is the Citadel. You'll reach it very soon. So, the storm clouds are behind you. The sun is shining brightly. The sea is glistening, and you can see the little reflective spark of the citadel far mm. in the distance. Is there anything you would like to do as the ship makes its way through the waves? Um, I mean, Octavia will find Captain Slab and kind of go up to him, and I feel like they're both kind of just standing there watching as, as um, we're approaching. And she's going to ask him... Um, I know that you haven't, you know, been able to speak to any of the Merid Lords. Um, do you know their their names or anything of the of the folk, you know, the, the people in charge so that, you know, we can kind of be as respectful as possible when we get there? Ah, uh, nope. We never got that far. And from what I can hear about them, the actual uh, leading, the, the actual Merid Lords change... Individuals on a fairly regular basis. Okay, that was going to be my follow-up then if it was like a... There are many Marids who live in this area. Only a select few of them become the Marid Lords. They're always vying for those positions. So there's quite a bit of turnover. Um, when they're vying for these positions, are they like... Is it violent against each other or is it more like a political type of game if you know... Well, few know the specific details, because few have ever been within their chambers. So I can't really say with any certainty. Okay. Well, good to know at least that folks change out, because you never know. Maybe maybe the current slew of lords will be more sympathetic, or at least interested, potentially. I tend to doubt that. That's but you never know. Well, I can hope's the only thing we have right now, really, so... Hope and a really cool boat. And a cool boat. And a very good chum bucket. Ah. So you you met, shoot, what was his name? Grizzle, yes. Grizzle. chum bucket. Yes. It, it inspired me as I was actually kind of didn't feel the greatest as he was doing his fleeing job. Mm, well, you'll have to get used to it out here. I guess so. As we've said, nothing but fish, 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 fish. Well, I've been eating some, you know, good protein for my nails, so that'll be helpful. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, but other than, you know, trying to see if there were any names or any other, you know, details, she's, um, you know, just kind of going to contemplate and kind of look over the water as the, as the shining citadel um, gets closer. Okay. 
The boat continues to cut its way through the water, and as it does, this little blink of light out on the horizon uh, grows larger and larger until maybe like midway through the day you can start to make out some defined features of a, of a big tower jutting mm. out of the sea far off on the horizon still. The uh, pirates are going about their, their sailing things and they're not necessarily having you do too much after you brought in quite a haul of fish. Mm-hmm. There's probably a few left over that they've salted and stored and will eat tonight. Uh, Karun has climbed back up into the crow's nest to keep watch for any uh, unsavory aquatic friends. But the day passes. You get a nice, maybe some sunburn, a little bit of tan. Mm-hmm. You can feel the salt in your eyes. Yeah. Towards evening, the tower is like imminent mm-hmm. and you can start to see around it there's big structures jutting out of the sea in a circle around it you're not sure if it's big things of rock or if it's large chunks of uh, coral mm. or a reef or something and occasionally you could make out maybe what looks like a bit of uh, wreckage Maybe some mm. driftwood or something, but clearly there is a, a protective ring around here to prevent large ships or other vessels from coming right up to it. You hear some shouts and some orders being thrown behind you as Slab instructs the crew to drop anchor and, and basically just chill out here, mm-hmm. which they do. The sails get furled up. Anchor gets dropped, and several of the crew begin to prepare a the, a couple rowboats mm-hmm. for you to go out and approach the the actual citadel proper. Captain Slab leaves first mate Punt Speedchunk <laughs> as in charge of the ship and says, "I'll be making this trip myself." Punt, you make sure that nothing happens to the mutiny while I'm gone. In addition, Captain Slab brings his cabin boy or cabin man, Bold Big Flank, <laughs> the bosun Butch Deadlift in one little rowboat. Okay. He motions for you and Carhoon to hop in a second. And you are joined by two other pirate crew members. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick the best names out of here. <laughs> Do my favorite one. You you are joined by Thick McRunfast <laughs> and Bolt Vanderhuge. <laughs> Just two massive pirates hop in this rowboat behind you and Carhoon. Sounds and it's good. lowered splish splash into the water. And the two boats begin rowing forward. Alright. You make pretty good time and you come up to this citadel which is towering above you at this point. You can see that it's a gleaming ivory tower gilded in the outside in what looks like golden shells, corals, bits of sea glass and other things. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, as you get even closer, you can see in the water that clearly this structure extends down even further than it extends up. Oh, and wow. That the vast majority of this tower seems to be submerged. Okay. You do see a small dock that is sort of extending out of the front of it towards you. And as both of these boats row up and sort of stop and rope themselves to it so the boats don't float away, you can see that it it doesn't look like it's used terribly often. Mm. It's not incredibly well-maintained. It's a bit, you know, it it just doesn't look like it's seen a ton of use. So would this be dock for, like, for other married lords to use? Are are, are married lords, like the same size as we are? Are they really big? Are they small? This is a dock like, for boats. Okay. This is very clearly a dock for tiny boats like, like, like the dinghies. One we're in. And you can tell that it doesn't get a lot of use because there's not a ton of ships out here. Okay. You would guess most of their visitors, if any, are aquatic beings who swim. That Okay, that would make sense. And then some of that wreckage that we've seen, does it look like it would be kind of ships, like kind of material plane ships type of... Potentially, yeah. Normal wood and stuff? Okay. Yep. You all debark onto this dock. Slab and bold. Slab, bolt, and butch, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Slab, bolt, and butch, and then you, bolt, Vanderhuge, and thick McFron, fast, and Carhoon all step off. And Slab says, ah, Well, this is about. Well, just follow us. We haven't gotten much further than this, but we'll see if they're in a more cooperative mood. If not, we might have to do some creative thinking. <laughs> All right. Slab starts walking down the dock, and you can see it leads onto the actual structure. And there is a large set of literally pearly gates mm-hmm. that are just covered in pearls. Slab walks up and tunk, 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 knocks on it, waits for a few moments. There's no response. He says, ah, this is what happened last time, but we're just gonna... See ourselves in, I think. And he grabs the big rung and starts to pull the door open. And there's no guards. There's no uh, no one you can see out here. So the door okay. swings freely. And he gestures for the lot of you. This ragtag party of pirates and you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to walk into this citadel. And is that is it into the citadel proper? Or is it like into a courtyard outside of the... It's like into, into the city. The, okay, we will, we will follow Slab in. Mm-hmm. Well, he's letting you oh, go well, first. He's we, holding the door. He's a very polite pirate. Uh, Octavia nods her head. Oh, thank you for holding the door. And uh, we'll go into the citadel. You pass through these pearly gates into the inner halls of the citadel, and they're gleaming with just brilliant white decor. You can make out bits of maybe whale bone or mm. other large sea creatures, more decorative seashells, conches, corals, other sea motifs. Is it bright in here? Like, are there windows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are windows. It's it's well lit. It's Everything's very uh, white and ethereal and very clean mm, okay there are uh, along the walls big basins that look like large diffusers and they fill the air with the faint scent of some sort of perfume Ooh. roll a nature check okay i was gonna be like hey you know i was can i can i identify that type of plant that they're using all right nature surprisingly octavia is not very good at nature but I rolled a natural 19 for a 21. 
You recognize this scent somehow. I'm not sure when you would have had experience with it, but it's uh, the scent of ambergris. Oh, wow. So big, just like basins with this stuff that are making the whole place smell kind of a C.E. perfume aromatic Mm, scent. But very pleasant. Very pleasant. This isn't like, this is after it's past the stage of being whale puke, and now it's like, it smells good. (laughs) It's a large entry hall. Very big, huge, like arched ceilings. And the only feature you can see is directly in front of you, all the way down the hall, is a like ivory desk. And behind it, you can see a board looking... (laughs) It looks like a human woman okay. sitting behind it, just kind of like face in her hands, staring around, doesn't really acknowledge you entering, and there is a large set of double doors, very uh, intricately decorated behind her. Okay. And are those the only doors in the in the hall? Mm-hmm. Okay. There are large windows. It's sort of like a big hall that goes into the tower itself. That makes sense. Okay, well, looking to slab, um, Octavia will be like, do you want me to go first, or you have experience here, should I follow your lead? Well, my experience didn't really get me anywhere, so this is where we got, although I don't recognize that particular lady behind the desk there. It was someone different, but that was many years ago. Okay. If you have any ideas on how to get us an uh, an audience with those married lords. Now is your time to shine. Okay. Karun, back me up. Um, and Octavia will put on her most confident face <laughs> and will start walking very confidently, you know, like n- not slow, not too slowly, but not too quickly. Like, you know, the whole best way to look like you blend in is to look like you know where you're going. Um, Mm -hmm. And she'll walk forward, and under her breath, she's just like, Absalon, give me inspiration and strength, please. And she will walk up to the reception desk. As you walk up, you notice that you sort of have entered in, and then going further into the hall, there's a set of steps down. And the whole floor is covered with about two and a half to three feet of water. So you have to, like, wade in up to your waist and make your way through. And as you're walking up towards the desk, uh, you can see there are little, like, holes in some of the walls and the floors. And fish are, like, darting in and out and going through what look to be just tunnels, kind of spider webbing through. Oh, that's so cool. Sit it out. So are they, like, under the floor, or are they around our ankles? They're around your ankles, and you can see them come up and then, like, find another little tunnel and zip down in it. Nice. How big are the holes? Uh, Big enough for medium to large-sized fish. They're they're different sizes. Some are for little fish, some are for bigger fish. Okay. But not like a... Not like whale This wouldn't be like, you know, other sea folk would use the aquatic entrance. These are just just for, like, fishes. Okay. Well, she'll she'll kind of note that, and I'm sure she'll look down kind of incredulously seeing, I'm sure, you know, nothing she's ever seen before on the material plane type Mm -hmm. of thing. But she'll continue forward. You get up to the desk, and you can see there's a little, like, nameplate at the front, and it says May, M-A-Y. Okay. And there's a very bored-looking woman with, like, reddish hair. Head in her hands, 
and you could see that this is not a human, but in fact a mermaid. Oh, wow. With a big old fish tail just sort of coiled behind the desk, half submerged in the water, and her eyes flick up at you, doesn't even move her head, and she's like, what do you want? Do I know anything about mermaids? Would Octavia know? Um, I mean, did you know what they are? You would have a passing knowledge of what, like, you and I, out of game, would know about mermaids. Okay, but they're, like, because they're different from Marrow type of thing, and and Octavia would know that difference and and stuff like that. Okay. (laughs) I'm so nervous. Okay. Are are you going to say something? Or, uh, do you just want to turn around and leave? Um... Good, good evening. My name is Octavia yeah. uh, Marguerite Sinclair. Uh, I come here uh, specifically directed by Al Absalon. His blood, run, his his deity runs through my veins, and I'm here to speak to the Merid Lords. I come with articles of power that would, I'm sure, be interesting to your to the Merid Lords, and I'm here on a mission that they can help me with, and I request respectfully an audience with them. Hmm, let me see if they're available. No, no, they're not. She doesn't even look at of anything. Of course, yeah. <laughs> no, no openings. Uh, maybe come back in 200 years. Okay. Um, I see that I'm not convincing you. So let me make it abundantly clear. And Octavia is going to release her her wings... Um, and she's going to, I'm, I'm sure the ceiling is somewhat high. She's going to raise a couple feet out of, uh, out of this water. Um, and she's going to like l- reach out her hand that has Jasulka's ring on it and like touch this, um, touch uh, Fulnice's belt and say, the Merid Lords would have interest in what I have to say. It would have to do with them and the residents here in this plain and the abolith that I know were banished here. Very impressive. Um, let me see. No, still no openings. I'm sorry. If you want to wait, there's a bench over there. I'll let you know when they're free to see you. Um, Octavia is going to fly over the receptionist's head and land in front of the intricate doors. And I'll call security if I have to, ma'am. I want a respectful audience with the Merid Lords, but I will also insist that I see them. You think you're the first person to insist to see the Merid Lords? No, I don't think I am, but I think I am probably one of the first people who has a soul of a dragon on her chest and on her hand, and who has come from a direct on a mission literally from God here into this plane. I know that there is an Isle of Dread that is surrounded by uh, a malevolent force that is here in the Merid Lords' kingdom, in their domain. I know that they're only interested in things that affect them. Well, this would directly affect them. The Isle of Dread has been here for thousands and thousands of years, and so far the Merid Lords haven't been affected by it in the slightest. That might be the case. I know it's been here for a long time because that's where one of these souls was banished 
two. Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to step away from the door. I will call security. Is this, uh, is the intricate door, would it be a push or a pull? Uh, it'd be a pull. She'll go to pull open the door. It's locked. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you didn't think it was going to be that easy. Well, I mean, you didn't lock the outside door, so. So why are you here to even be uh, in a role to kind of receive people if there is no audience ever granted? Well, I needed a job. <laughs> if someone wasn't here, this place would just be full up with, you know, people like you all the time. So I make it clear that the Merit Lords don't have time for you, and it'd probably be best if you just went on your way. So what do they have time for? Stuff more important than you. Stuff like what? Don't make me call security, ma'am. Maybe it would be in the, our, all of our best interest to have other folks to discuss with, discourse with. Security aren't here for discourse. They're here to kick you out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. You get the sense that this individual has basically, if not, has been given explicit instructions, but will not let anyone, under any circumstances, through that door. Okay. Like, if, if there were going to be words to be like, I am important, let me through, you think what you have done right now would have done it. Would have done it. Okay. And there are no other doors. There are no other doors. Um, can I look at these um, tunnels where the different fish are going and try <laughs> to determine where where they come from, where they go. I mean, you can look at them. You don't know where they come from and where they go. But they do go deeper into things. Like, do they... Is it like a... Is it like an Animal Crossing sign where you're like, careful, do your mic cross here? Or is it like this tunnel is like those bank tubes where it takes them into the Citadel? Somewhere between the two. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can see holes, like, in, in the walls around that would lead, presumably, further into the Citadel. Okay. But there also just seem to be some on the outer walls that just let fish kind of come and go. Come and go. Okay. Um, Octavia will fly back to Slab. Good choice. And Slab says, that's about what we got, although we tried that every day for a few months and uh, still got nothing. I have another idea. Um, and I can take um, Carhoon with me. Um, you see those? You see those tunnels where those fish are going deeper into the citadel? I do. We're gonna go down there. I would insist that uh, because we both have a vested interest in what goes on here, that your friend Carhoon remains with us, and I send one of my men with you. Okay, that would probably work. Whoever, whoever's your, whoever's your strongest, of course, you know, Carhoon's kind of, I'm, I'm not, I have kind of noodle arms and. Have you seen my crew, that's my lady? That's true. I'm, We're I'm, all I'm, I, miss, I misspoke. That is true. I, I had forgotten the, the, the literal, just a boat full of Adonises that y'all are. Butch, how do you feel about going down into those tunnels? And the bosun turns and says, well, I guess, uh. If it gets us out of this plane, I'll do what needs to be done, Captain. Slab says, good. 
If it's agreeable to you, Miss Sinclair, I must insist you take my potion here. Absolutely. We'll take good care of your man. All right. Okay, Carhoon, is that okay with you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know that we have much of a choice. Yeah. I'll, uh... Yeah, I'll wait here and make sure nothing happens. Okay. I'll I'll come back. And she'll kind of do the, like, arm clasp thing with Carhoon. <laughs> in a kind of, like, you know... She could die. <laughs> do, are you going to, uh... Maybe... Transform outside, or are you going to do it in the air? I was kind of thinking of doing it in here, but... I guess maybe it would be better if they don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. You guys, you guys stay here though, and and at least stay stay in. At least you're sheltered here, because in case another mm-hmm. storm comes by. Um. All right, Butch. Uh, let's head out. Butch says, "Hey, hey. all right." And follows you and Karun says, "I'll see you later." I'll be back. And uh, Butch and Octavia will walk back out through the pearly gates. And how deep is the water surrounding? I mean, it's ocean deep. It's ocean deep. Okay. Um, How big was like the biggest tunnel? Now that I've seen the tunnel and I'm standing outside, can I kind of like look down and see some more tunnels? The biggest tunnels would let fish about the size of like big fish or small sharks through. Okay. So like uh okay like a okay smallish sharky type thing yeah okay nothing to no like great whites but like you can get more than a minnow or something okay. in there nice um and then do I see like multiple stories of of tunnels opening through or is there kind of you know like one entrance area no of there's tunnels, a lot or? there's okay. a lot it's like a Swiss cheese citadel okay um okay. So, Octavia will put her hand on Butch's shoulder and be like, this is going to feel a little weird. And she will turn him into, would would like a medium-sized fish fit in there or would that be still too big? Well, sure, we'll go with that. Okay, so she'll put her hand on on his shoulder and be like, take a deep breath. And I'm I'm gonna be throwing you into the water, so just be prepared. It's gonna feel weird. Oh! And she's gonna turn him into a reef shark. Splish splash. Okay. You toss him and you turn <laughs> him into a reef shark. It just splashes I into th- the water. Throw him into the water. And um, she is also going to just kind of jump in the air. She still has her wings activated, I guess. Um, yeah, they're probably gone. They're probably they gone at this point. Um, and she's going to kind of jump in the air, jumping, you know, off of the dock into the water and in the air. She's also going to like, boop, also turn into a hunter shark. All right. Or sorry, a reef shark. A reef shark. So you both shark it up, splash into the water. And you are two sharks. And as you descend into the water, you can see, yeah, this thing goes deep. Okay. And you see... A little further down, basically exactly below the entrance you walked in, mm-hmm. is what looks like another similar entrance just underwater. Is it like big doors? Yeah, big doors. There are also tons of these little fish holes all over the place. Okay. Um, she's going to kind of like <laughs> tap Butch Shark um, on, on the shoulder and be like, it's Octavia! <laughs> um, and, and I guess, you know, 
talk to them and talk to him and shark um, and and point out. Can you? Sharks don't have no, a language. No, sharks don't have a language. But uh, sh- I mean, animals you can gesture, and that's about it. Well, I mean, animals have animal language where they. So you'd be surprised in, because, in, because in terms of D and D, they that's don't. True. That's true. That's Except true. I think like certain. I think like giant elks have their own language, and giant eagles and giant eagles. have their own language. Yeah. Okay. Well, she'll just sharks do not. she'll just okay tap him on the shark shoulder. Be like, yo, it's Octavia, pointing at herself, giving mm. a sharky grin, and will gesture with her one of her flippers um, to. Um, yeah, to one of the holes next to the um, underwater entrance. Okay. You lead the way in? Yes. All right. So tell me what you are planning. Are you just going to try to find their chambers and just fish it in? Or are you just trying to get into the citadel? Um, well, we'll probably try to, like, we'll get into the citadel, see what the scoop is as soon as we get through that other hole and maybe there's like a grand old party of just fish people happening down there and they're Mm -hmm. happy to have someone come in who's fishable you know like able to do it underwater Mm -hmm. um and i guess kind of see what the scoop is there if it doesn't seem like there's a reception area for aquatic folk or um i mean depending on what that situation is we'll try to find some chamber okay you so you go through the fish holes near this front entrance. Yeah. Okay. So you go through the fish holes near this front entrance, and you see almost like a mirror of what you saw above—a huge submerged hall, still opulently decorated, and another set of large doors at the far end. And behind that is another little desk, and there is a mermaid sitting behind it as well. Um, but there are also plenty of fish holes. Okay. Is there any, like, aquatic folk, like, other mermaids sitting in? No. Okay. You don't see any other intelligent creatures. You do see plenty of fish kind of just meandering through. Okay. Um, well, uh, we will, I mean, we'll start meandering through as well. I guess just trying to... Fly casual. Fly casually and try to decipher somehow where the Merid Lords would meet, be in this gigantic place. Okay. So you're just going to try try these fish holes and see where you mm-hmm. see where you can get? Okay, so you... Literally the luck of the roll, as right, it were. You pop into a fish hole, and it's a little circular tunnel that kind of leads which way and, and this way and that way. It doesn't seem to have a ton of order. It just kind of flips its way wherever are uh, these um are they like glass ish are they see-through or are they no. dark or no they're like tunnels through the whatever stone or material is okay. used to make the walls so pretty dark pretty pretty dark um maybe there's some bioluminescent like algae growing that gives it a green tinge so you can sort of see your way through and occasionally okay. it opens up into more bigger pockets little like hubs for other tunnels okay Roll me a survival check as you try to navigate these without any real idea of where you're going to True. try to stumble your way into the chambers of the Merit Lords. All right. Um, I have, we have blind sense, by the way, if that mm-hmm. affects anything. That's fine. Uh, so survival, you say? Yes. All right, for I don't have like Butch's stats or anything. Do you want me to just roll? Just roll for you because you are in the lead. Okay. Butch is following you. 14. 14. So you wind your way through here, just trying to follow your instincts. 
and eventually you pop out into a large chamber. It's relatively dark. There's some more bioluminescent algae and like little maybe glass, maybe some other clear material and cave enclosures to give a a faint greenish yellow glow to the room. It looks like it's some sort of wine or spirit cellar. Oh. Underwater. Which is interesting. And and the room is full of water, too, right? The room is full of water. All these rooms are full of water. Um, but there's, like, chains locking down some interestingly crafted barrels and a wall with little holes that look similar to the fish tunnels, but they're all plugged with various bottles that seem to be filled with dark liquid. Huh. Do they seem to be like the Merid Lords made them, or do they seem to be like, you know ships crashed and they are kind of recovered from that it's difficult to tell difficult to tell okay butch um. sees this and butch shark <laughs> swims down and like he's going over this wall of wine and looks over at you and gives a big toothy grin <laughs> be like i don't know i mean can can a shark have some wine I don't well know. It, it goes to uh grab a bottle with its teeth and it's like huh? <laughs> And just sort of swims backward and pulls one out with his mouth. Like, okay. Just, like, does a, does a, sh- a shark shrug. Um, can, do we, so we, we uh, appeared in this room. Are there, like, bigger doors <laughs> There's that a, we then see? There is a door on one of the walls. It is closed. That leads somewhere. Is there any fish holes that are, like, above this door? There are more fish holes all over the place, but you can't... There's none that's just like this obviously leads into the next hall. Into the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So if you go in one of these fish holes, there's no guarantee you'll end up where you want to end up. Okay. Um, w- w- uh, does the door seem to be a push or a pull? <laughs> I mean, it seems to have a mechanism that would be difficult to operate with flippers. What about my teeth? What about um, two sharks' teeth? <laughs> you could try. You could try. It might be... You'd have to roll for it. We'll do that. Roll me a dexterity check. Actually, wait. <laughs> Octavia realizes that she should have done something back at the surface first. Mm-hmm. Would we be able to retrace our steps? It, it'll be another survival check. So maybe, but it was a winding series of passageways. Is there even a fraction of air at the top of this room? No. Okay. This was not designed with uh, air breathers in No, mind. I know. So I realized I should, should, I should have done something preemptively before we went down. Well, you're here now. I am, we are here now. You, you could try to get back. We're going to try to get back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll me another survival check. Eight. You make your way back into a tunnel. You motion to Butch Shark, who has, like, smashed the neck of the wine bottle and is, like, swimming through this cloud of, <laughs> oh of my red gosh. liquid. And is, like, <laughs> sucking it up through his gills. <laughs> oh, I think they still, like, would eat through their mouths. <laughs> It's not eating, it's drinking. I don't know how sharks drink. Do sharks drink? I don't know, actually, how fish stay hydrated. Do they fish live in, drink? I don't know. It's salt water. Right. Well, I guess unless you're a freshwater fish, but sharks aren't. 
I know. Hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I've, it's I've sucking up the it. wine through its gills. Okay. And then he sees you sort of motion with your fin like, follow me again. And he's like, grabs another bottle and starts swimming <laughs> after you. Okay. Uh, you try the best you can to retrace your steps, but you just are lost in this maze. And you pop out into a room that only has, that has very few fish holes. Okay. And you see on the far wall, it's got a, a set of doors, but these are like thick metal, like security doors. And you see through the faint glow, this room is piled with treasure. <laughs> oh my gosh! There are chests all oh no, along the walls. Butch, resist the temptation! There's just like a mound of oxidized gold coins in one corner. There's just stuff. Really cool stuff. And yeah, Butch opens his mouth. The wine bottle just starts to... It's got a little bit of air in it, so it just kind of floats and starts making its way across as the shark's face slowly turns towards yours, and you can see even in its beady black eyes, they're wide. They just, like, turn into dollar signs. And I shake my head vigorously. He nods vigorously? No, 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 no. shake my head. (laughs) The big toothy grid turns to a frown. (laughs) And it just keeps looking back. You, the treasure. You, the treasure. And I, like... You, the treasure. Try to decipher which, as quickly as possible, try to decipher which hole to go through and, like, push him towards it. (laughs) Which is like... Not even a little bit. <laughs> so much treasure. Um. So you're just you're just gonna bounce. Well, I don't want the married lords to get mad at us. That's fair. So I mean, like. That's fair. It's a ton of treasure, though. And Butch is like, ah, if only I had hands. <laughs> if only I had a bag, I could scoop in at least a couple hundred. Uh, but you you push Butch back. Roll me another survival check as you try to smush him back outside. Ten. Ten, man, you're you're not doing great no. on these checks. You're just getting lost further and further into the depths of this enormous citadel. You pop out into another room. And you're getting frustrated, maybe. I won't tell you what you feel. Butch might be getting frustrated because Gwyneth you're trying. Is getting a bit frustrated. Because you're trying so. to get outside and you're yeah. just rolling badly and getting <laughs> caught deeper and deeper into this. But it looks like some sort of underwater library. The books aren't necessarily books as much as they're like. Eh, there's probably enchanted books that are like free from water damage, and there's other, uh, like clay tablets with things inscribed on them and metal plates with things inscribed on them and little orbs that maybe hold knowledge Mm -hmm. and some desks and shelves of just things that looks like some sort of library underwater and you see in front of you there is based from your uh, chat with the pirates it seems to be what you would guess is a Merid. Oh! Sitting at one of these desks, and there is another creature sitting across from it. 
They're large, kind of rotund, bulbous creatures with gills and fish fins on their faces and and scales. They're wearing uh, loose-fitting clothing, but it's very fine and like vests and Mm -hmm. lots of jewelry Mm -hmm. and necklaces and a lot of bling. (laughs) They're both sort of peering about, looking back and forth, their eyes twitching around the room as they're having a mumbled, murmured, excuse me, conversation. Oh. Very low. You don't speak Aquan, do you? I don't think you do. No. Butch doesn't either. So you can't understand anything that they're saying, but they do look like they're trying not to be overheard, mumbling to each other. There's no one else in this study. How big is this? Is this like a big public library or more of a kind of private library? It looks more private. It's not huge, but it's big enough that there could be like several sections for private study or private quiet reading rooms. Okay. And I assume that there's like a door door leading out of here. Yes. But similarly, it's a door. It's designed for hands, not flippers and not teeth. And again, there's no no pocket of air anywhere. No. Nope. And we don't understand Aquan, so getting closer to them doesn't really make sense. As you're kind of treading water, deciding what to do next, you see one of them reach into its, like, uh, a belt pouch mm. and pull two things out and slide it across the table. It's obscured by the hand, but roll a perception check as the other one reaches a hand over to put it on top and slide it okay. to them. Come on, baby. 19? You catch a glint of a shiny metal. It looks like there's, in the brief moment where the, the one who grabbed it is taking their hand off of it and the one who is accepting it is about to put theirs on, you see what looks like a ring. Like a gold ring that would fit around okay. one of their fingers and a vial of some sort of liquid before it is grabbed and stowed in the other Merid's pocket. Uh, knowing what Slab told us about how, you know, the different different Merids are always kind of vying for a seat, you know, in the on being to be a Merid Lord, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything identifying about either of these two Merids that I could kind of be like, this one had a necklace that had a big dollar sign on it, you know, or like, you know, something identifying about the two of them. So we could kind of communicate, oh, like this was probably, you know, dollar sign Joe. Uh, so after accepting it, they're both sort of getting up to go their separate ways. Which one would you rather memorize? The one accepting or the one giving? Receiving. Okay. Uh, you focus your attention. It is still dim. And even I though you can... Like... Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can tell, oh, that one's wearing a cool necklace. True, it just true, means true. you know something's over there. True. In the darkness with your good perception roll that I'll just let live, uh, you see this one has a belt around its waist and embedded right in the center is a big purple gemstone that seems relatively unique the other one isn't wearing it and as they get up from this desk you can see that their bodies end at the torso and there are no legs or flippers under that it's just like a spiral of water like a whirlpool how do they move do they just kind of like float around yeah oh that's wild Mm -hmm. okay 
Okay. They are like quasi-elementals. Right, right, right. Okay. And is there anyone else in this? There's no one else in the library. In the library? And as soon as they make the exchange, they both give curt nods and... Do they go out different doors or do they go out together? Uh, they go out different doors. Okay. I'm. We still... I was still a really not smart <laughs> planner without doing the uh, casting the spell that I needed to first before I cast everything else. So we still need to get somewhere where I can wild shape and cast a spell. That's Un- unfortunately, That's un- very unfortunately, I was way too excited about going through these tunnels and did not think ahead enough. Well, that's kind of Octavia's MO, isn't that it? That 100% is. Uh, so Butch kind of gives you a side eye and is like, what did we just see? And now Octavia will like tap her head to be like, remember, like, remember this. This is, this will be good. And she'll try to like uh, rub her flippers together to indicate like money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> These are obviously Philly sharks. Like. <laughs> So, what do you do? We're. Uh, I'm gonna try to find a way to get outside again. All right. And if this proves com- to be completely fruitless, uh, we'll try to go from there. But roll me another survival check. You gotta have a decent roll eventually. Using a bit of luck because this is ridiculous. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, thirteen manages at least in the teens this time 13 manages to get you back outside you motion to butch slide through one of these tunnels and the next time you can see some light you you pop out well below where you used to be but you could see the sun filtering through the surface of the water far above you can see further out uh the big like resting bottom of the mutiny way out there and you can see these jutting stone spikes protecting it that fan out from the bottom of the citadel but you you have made your way out oh my gosh okay um she's going to adjust her towards the surface again and kind of you know like do the classic like a palm on your forehead when you forget something and you're like i'm a dum-dum um but you know a a shark palm on their probably like wide fleshy forehead (laughs) and Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. she will um, make a beeline towards the surface okay you you get there. Okay. Um, she's going to unwild shape and okay. have her head pop above the ground. <gasps> um, and she's going to cast water breathing Okay. on the two of us. Okay. And I'm going to rewild shape back into a shark. Okay. Um, basically, the, the, the reasoning behind it is so that you then can we can, we can turn into a person with hands. Yep. 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 Yes, yes. I apologize to the listeners and to Austin for totally... I have prepared this spell for this exact time, and I was just so excited to use... I was so excited to use these fish tunnels. I was just imagining the, like, Mon Calamari kingdom and the Clone Wars with all the tunnels and stuff. Kind of. And I was just like, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to be a Mon Calamari! And then I forgot to (laughs) cast this. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right, And so we're going to go back down and back in! cast water breathing... And Butch gives you a kind of quizzical look, still in shark form, and then you... Because it would be the same, he'll be affected, but he can already breathe underwater, so it, it seems like a yes. nothingness to him. It's like, what did you just do? Uh, how long does water breathing last? 24 hours. Oh, wow, that's great. And it's not say, concentration. polymorph only lasts for so long. Exactly. Okay. And I'm on my last wild shape, too, so... Because I only have two. Now, you, you do know, uh, you could 
you as a person could fit in some of these larger fish tunnels if you didn't want to burn another wild shape. You would oh, be a person. Really? I mean, you're a shark, yeah. Oh, I guess that's true, medium and medium. It would be difficult, and you would be much slower than the rest of the fish, but you could oh, do it. Oh, we will totally do that then. Um, we'll have Butch stay in wild... It, <laughs> Butch stay in wild shape. We'll have Butch stay polymorphed, mm-hmm. um, and I'll, like, put a hand on a fin so mm-hmm. that he can... He, I mean, he has an amazing yeah. swim speed, so to kind of have him help propel me along. Okay, yeah, it'll, just it'll, so it'll that be I don't a bit, burn the other one. It'll be a bit tight, a bit claustrophobic, but you, you can't do it. She'll do that then, yeah. Like, just diameter-wise, your shoulders. Ugh. I'm sure you're not, like, a huge... No, I'm relatively ...giant-shouldered person you could you could squeeze through the largest of these tunnels. She, the biggest issue she has is her hair, actually. Mm. Um, she's going to very specifically, like, tie it back behind <laughs> her neck yeah. because she doesn't usually... She kind of usually lets it free, um, but mm. in this instance, so that doesn't, you know, be the classic just, like, hair in front of the face in the water type of thing. Sure. Uh, so you grab a hand around Shark Butch, Butch Shark's uh, fin, and sort of nod for him to... Venture mm-hmm. down. I'm still gonna have you do the rolling because totally he'll he'll like defer to your guidance right. which tunnel to go. But he descends down, sort of getting the gist of what you want to do, and looks to you for guidance as you get down and start looking at all these little fish tunnels. All right, and I'll, I'll kind of take you know I I probably try to make a mark or, or identify the one that we came out of to again try to retrace our steps but you know they're if, with the swiss cheese there there's are, so many there's only I, so I'm many that you can't necessarily remember yeah which one she's it gonna is. aim towards it but you know all right 10 10 guys oh man i had i had such a spate of good luck for so many episodes, for like for like a long like dozens of mm-hmm, stretch, mm-hmm. and now I'm reverting to early not, episodes, Gwyneth. Not great, Roland. Uh, you direct Butch Shark into a fish tunnel, and you get into a couple of these hubs, and there's different options, branches, and you're trying to be like, if I were a married lord, where would my chambers be? Right. That way. You eventually pop out into a large room. That looks like a kitchen. Okay. A weird underwater kitchen. Okay. There's like a, uh, not a fireplace, obviously, but there is a section that looks like it's piping in maybe even some sort of volcanic activity from way below to form like a superheated pocket of water in the wall. And there's, you do see various uh, aquatic creatures moving back and forth, preparing foods underwater which is an interesting scene yeah some of them are like you know preparing seaweed some of them are are making a shellfish platter some of them are preparing some fish and other uh, underwater delicacies uh but there's you know let's say about a dozen total it's a very large kitchen oh wow okay putting together trays of food and and cooking things there's a large like central island where they're doing the prep work and on the other side they're doing the plating and then there's the back wall which has these weird little underwater it's almost like a sous vide right oh yeah 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 because you can't like roast or bake anything you can basically boil but you can everything. boil things so they've got those oh, along the back wall that I'm imagining them making soup 
and then li- accidentally lifting the lid like, too soon and the soup just like Ooh, <laughs> and it being like some poor sous chef and then the big chef coming over and being like why did you do that <laughs> like the garbled like aquatic. there's a shark that looks surprisingly like Gordon Ramsay that comes over and just <laughs> you do not you do not <laughs> that's amazing um, it's got a, a shock of blonde hair. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then it goes over to a young baby shark and it's like, you're doing so good. You're so, you're so fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then goes and like works out <laughs> too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I guess a follow up <laughs> to, to casting water breathing. Um, so, so, you know, we can, we can breathe underwater and we can breathe above water, actually. It's cool. It doesn't take away the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean I can talk? Or how does that work? Um, no. I would, if you were trying to cast like a somatic thing, I would probably make you roll for it. I'm going to say you're going to have a difficult time talking. You might be able to, like, I mean, like, but even like. You know, in a, in a in a pool, I remember like growing up. You know, you could go underwater and still. And you, you can. I kind couldn't of even talk. breathe, and you could still kind of talk. You can kind of talk, but it's going to be difficult. Okay. You're obviously not going to be as clear. Now, the thing you need to think about immediately is sharks and fish swimming through here is common, but you are a regular person, and you just popped out into this kitchen. It's only a matter of time before someone notices you and goes, "Hey, you're a person. You're not supposed to be here." Um, right now, they all seem pretty occupied with what they're doing. But um, is there another door? Is there like a door across the way that we mm-hmm. can basically see? Yeah, there's there's a couple doors leading out of this, actually. Do we see them taking food out to like, do we see like a, a wait staff taking like the prepped food out? Yeah. You see a tray of appetizers going out while the rest of them are working on the main course. Nice. So this is only ra- this is round one of Master round Chef's one. finale. Um Okay, so if Butch... More Hell's Kitchen in here, though. Yeah, that would make sense. If Butch is a medium creature, and I'm a medium creature, is there a way that I could kind of try to, like, hide above him, basically? Like, have him very innocuously, like, do-do-do-do-do, nothing to see here. You can try. It'll be a stealth roll. Um, And have, you know, me be, like, above him. You you can try. It'll be a... A stealth roll to effectively hide behind this shark. Something that's the same size as I am. Okay. Um, as far as I know, I've actually never given Carhoon back his cloak. We swapped that one time, and we've stayed swapped. Fine. I mean, we, we've we never said that we sw- swapped. Sure. Yep. Um, so I, I have the cloak now, and he has the boots, which actually makes way more sense in the grand scheme of things. Um, and so... Oh, wait. Before we pop out, could I put myself in the bag of holding? No. Because I'm still a person? No, you don't okay. have enough room to no, maneuver in these room. tunnels. Okay. And you wouldn't have thought of wouldn't it have at thought this of that. point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll kind of wrap myself up in that cloak, try to, to you know, align myself with, with the butch shark as much as possible. Okay. Uh, again, butch shark nods its his little sharky head and is like, I get what you're going for. He's still like, where do you want me to go? But then lets you kind of like surreptitiously try to squish yourself as tiny as possible and grab onto the top fin and just kind of ride the top and hope to not be seen. Yeah. Uh, first of all, where are you directing him to go? Like, if you time it right, you might be able to slide through these kitchen doors as someone's taking a tray That's out. That's kind of what we'd like to try to do. Okay. 
So it will, I'll call that a, it'll be a stealth check to get across the room okay. without anyone seeing you. And then it'll probably be a, I'll call it like a dex check to swoop through behind someone. All right. So give me a stealth roll. So would that be his or mine? This is going to be yours because okay. he's a, just a shark. You are trying to hide your body behind this shark. Oh, key, dokey. <laughs> Reef sharks measure six to ten feet long. So that's good, at least. Good, good to know. Oh, wow. That's a three. Oh. <laughs> Total? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a difficult roll. I mean... The passive perception of the uh, cooks was 12. Should I, bur- so should I burn you, a you, luck point? If you're going to, you have to do it right now. Five. Four. I'll do it. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm going to roll a three, aren't I? I rolled a two. I'm going to roll a three. Oh, hey, 12. That's, That's still... exactly it. But this, it's the same. Meets it, beats it. Oh, thank Absalon. You, oh my goodness gracious you goose grease. Exactly. Exactly. Get the number you need. I feel like he got like partway through, and I, st- I, f- I like started to feel myself like slipping like sideways, and then I was able to like scramble like back <laughs> oh on his gosh. back type of thing. Oh, I'm down to one luck point. One luck point. These, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna digress for a second. Taking this f- luck feat like has literally saved Octavia so many times. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think she been... would be alive right now if I hadn't taken this feat. It's been all really those times helpful again. for you. <laughs> Uh, so you get over to the door. Now this will be a reef shark's dexterity as Butch Shark is going to try to dart through these kitchen doors after this. Uh, most of the chefs in here are, are merfolk as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's some in finery that are exiting with these large trays of appetizers and one pushes the doors open and they swing open it walks through and there's a very short window of a few seconds have butch shark roll a dexterity you can call it acrobatics if there's any bonuses to that unfortunately there's not a dexterity check can i aid him a little bit by kind of like as the as the merfolk is is leaving the door can i like surreptitiously like reach out my hand to try to like keep the door open for like a second longer or something sure that's fine so you can aid to give advantage awesome so you said just straight decks right correct natural 20 natural 20 i'm actually gonna roll it again to see if i get two 20s okay just in case something wild would happen then Nope, that's a one. That's a natural that's one. A natural hey. one. Well, I got I got hey. it out at least. Oh my goodness! Woo. So twenty-one so, total. Which shark <laughs> just like dips? He was like, I was born for this. <laughs> just so smooth, right through the door. It closes just as his tail slips through, and he starts slowly following this uh, waiting mer person as they make their way down a long hallway, another very fine okay. hallway, lots of shell motifs, lots of pearls, sort of, instead of trim, there's just, like, giant pearls mm-hmm. everywhere. You, know, that, you could make a fortune if you looted this place. 
the hallway leads down and makes so like is it a, fancier than the upstairs hall like does it looking around is it like this isn't this oh, is more this of a is... corridor hall not like a grand hall but okay. it's still incredibly fancy it is the citadel of ten thousand pearls that after is true all. the hallway leads down makes like a bend and then this uh waiting merfolk opens another set of doors and walks into a large round chamber Okay, we're probably going to hang back a little bit. Okay. We're not going to be, like, right on its tail or anything. We're going to kind of be, like, take a take a swim back mm-hmm. a, a little bit so that, you know, we can see what, the, sure. see what the lay of the land is before we, like, pop into another room. So you see it open a door, and it walks in with this large tray. Okay. And you can hear it being greeted by several, you know, like, that you don't understand even if you could make out the actual words that were being said. You can tell it's a huge chamber. You can't quite see the floor. You can see the floor in the hallway, but it opens up and it just kind of drops off. But oh. everyone can swim, so it's no big deal. And you think you can see, like, pillars around the far wall, but you're not sure. And then the door swings shut. Ooh. And Butch Shark looks at you and just, like, gives you a quizzical look with his beady little eyes. You know that that... Uh, waiting merfolk will probably be back after they have dropped off the appetizers. Right. And there will probably be people following shortly after to deliver more food. Right. Um, are there other fish in this hall? Are there any fish tunnels in this hall? Not in this hall. Okay, so it would be weird for for them to see a fish here. It would be a bit weird, weird. to see anything in this hall, okay. particularly. Um... Are there windows? Did you you said that there was like trim? There's not windows in this one. Okay. It's just like along the where the walls meet the floor. Okay. Um, how tall are the ceilings? Ten to twelve feet. Are there any like dark pockets in the like close to the ceiling where we could kind of like hover on the ceiling because people aren't expecting to always look up type of thing? Yeah, it's not incredibly well lit in here. You could probably try to hide and dash through again if you wanted. Um, so seeing that big room that had all the pillars, like, did it, would I put two and two together that it seems like a big meeting room? You would guess that, although you're, you can't be 100% sure right, of Right, of course. Um, okay, well, that's what we'll do. We'll kind of go to the, the, to the seam where the ceiling meets the wall and kind of in those, in those recesses and those interstices kind of, uh, try to hide ourselves. Okay. Until the door swings open again. So you want to... Jet into the room as this waiter returns. Yes, I guess so. Okay, <laughs> it's you terrifying, but yeah. Swim up into this dark corner, as well hidden as you possibly can be. Just give me a stealth check okay. again. Uh, both of us, or um, let's call it one stealth. Let's just call it. Yeah, just do one stealth check. Whoever has the better. It's on. It's actually the same. Both okay. our decks is Great. the same. That so. works. Nine. Okay, not great. So, you hide up there as best you can. There is still a little bit of a glow. Mm-hmm. After a few minutes of just waiting here, you hear something at the door, and it swings open, and that same merfolk swims through mm-hmm. with an empty tray. As the doors open, it immediately swims through, and maybe there's just a hint of reflection up <gasps> on the shark's belly. You could see its its head. 
Uh-oh. turns up to look right at this shark, but you have a split second before these doors swing closed. What do you do? Try to dash through the doors. All right, give me a dexterity oh check. Oh my gosh. Again, both of us or? This will just be whoever's swimming. So if you're holding on tight, this is going to be Butch Shark. Can I again aid him with trying to like, because yeah. we're, we're bursting in at this point. Kind yep. of stealth is over. So 18. All right. The merfolk sees you. And at that exact moment, Butch Shark bursts from the hiding and zips through the door as they swing closed. And you can hear a little bit of you. Oh my goodness. Find yourself in a large chamber. The walls are covered in glistening ivory pillars decked out with pearls, gold, bleached bones of enormous sea creatures, and coral of every color imaginable. You can't even see the ceilings at this point. It looks like you're in like the core of the tower and it just goes up farther than you oh, can tell, wow. although you can see the faint glisten of light way up at the top. The pillars don't go all the way up, though. In fact, you can see that resting at the top of each is a cushion, and on top is what you would know to be a merid sitting on each of them. And they all have, like, a small plate that they are (laughs) sipping oysters out of, their lower half still ending in that torso, in the the spiral of ever-flowing water rather than legs. You (laughs) swim out into the opening, and at this point... There, no amount of stealth will help you. You're a, sh- a person clinging to a shark. You have just zipped into this room, <laughs> and you see a dozen eyes from these ivory towers, literal ivory towers, shoot down and look at you as you swim into their midst. There's a few armed, uh, large fish-like creatures who level spears at you as you enter into this room. And we'll pick up there next time. Ah! Oh my goodness gracious, goose grease. Oh, snap. Shall I take us out, my love? Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really hope that you've been enjoying these episodes with, um, and that they can give you a little bit of a respite and a refreshment and some enjoyment. If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>